This is the Fantasy Football Zone. The advice you are about to hear does not reflect the views of 98% of fantasy football players. What the hell is he talking about? Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Zone. And welcome to this week's edition of the Fantasy Football Zone. I'm PJ, and once again joining me over there is... I'm bad. I almost jumped the gun there. That's all right. False start. That's no problem at all. Five yards. It's only five yards will make it up, especially if you're like a a Rams or Chiefs (laughs) offense, so make it up, no problem. Well, and you know what's interesting about that is Monday night, I'm watching the Niners-Giants game. I know, I'm a sad individual, but I was watching it on Monday night. (laughs) And they showed a shot of the field in Mexico City, and I thought, man, that field looks like trash. Yeah. And my my next thought was, here you have two teams that are Super Bowl contenders. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if they go down there and play and one of their big guns gets injured because of a crappy field and then, of course... The NFL stepped in and moved it back to, to L.A. on Monday night. I think that's the absolute right decision. I understand that people had their travel booked and are angry. I understand that it's it's probably not great with the relationship with Mexico and Mexico City. But, look, if you can't have the field ready to play, what what else do you expect them to do? Yeah, that was absolutely terrible shape. I, I Yeah, going into the – I don't know what took the NFL so long to, you know, check up on the spot progress. All of a sudden they're like – Oh, we got a big game coming up. Oh, by the way, it's our two best teams in the league. I guess maybe we should uh, check on that field now. I mean, what the heck were they thinking this whole time? Well, yeah, I, I, I was a little shocked. I mean, when they showed that when they showed that shot on Monday night, I instantly it was awful. Thought, what? Look at that field. Yeah, boy, I, I really want to go out there and play on that, you know, and uh, come up with some kind of injury because, yeah, that's. That's probably what would have happened too, and and then it would have screwed both teams up. But I, yes, thank God they moved that back to L.A. And yeah, we're gonna have uh, we'll get to it, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have a dynamic matchup with those teams, and uh, it's gonna be fantastic. Some points gonna be scored. Now we're coming into Week Eleven. A lot has happened in this week. Uh, well, Le'Veon Bell, he's not showing up. He's staying home, getting healthy for 2019, I guess, and the. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, did you see this yesterday where they raided his locker? They said, we're going to help ourselves to these uh, Jordan cleats. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, they did. They divvied him up. They took over the locker. He's not responding to Big Ben's text. Boy, they are just he's just leaving on wonderful terms with them. Well, from what I read, though, Big Ben was was cool about it, saying, hey, yeah. you know, I, I would have loved to have had you back, but best of luck. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know what else he could want if he's not responding to that. And it's he he's kind of left them high and dry, and to be honest, they're doing fine without him. So, Correct. Yep. Just... Yeah. So he's not like helping himself to earn extra money, or you guys really need me. You got to pay me now. I think that kind of backfired on him. I think maybe that's what he was thinking going into the season is, well, they're going to need me, so maybe they'll they'll give me the contract I want. But uh, you know, instead of the franchise tag to work around that, but if that was his plan going in, it backfired on him. Yeah, I mean it's his, it's his choice. I mean yep. he's what passing up what fourteen million dollars this year yeah. to yeah for a long term investment on himself. I mean, hey, that's that's his choice. It'll be interesting to see how teams react to him uh, for free agency next year. I, I got to be honest, if if it was my favorite team looking into him, I I don't know. I mean, I, I get what he's doing, but mm-hmm. that's that's an awfully awfully big me attitude. Yeah, but I look at it too the other way. You get a fresh running back 
coming in. It, it, you know, the running back's lifespan is so short, maybe what, five or six years, most of the good, the elite ones that uh, have. I mean, it seems like they start to break down after. So so if he takes a whole year off, I mean, you got to look at it like, well, maybe we're going to get a little more out of him than, say, another back that's been playing steady all the time. So, I mean, that could be a positive going it. Not that I'm saying, yeah, that was the best approach he took there, not playing this whole year, but uh, – it might be worth his benefit coming up in the off season. A good point. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But he—he's not playing. He's yeah. not winning you any championships yeah. this year. We know that much. Yeah, I know a lot of owners were were you know getting ready for the playoff push, thinking they were going to have him in the cards in the backfield, or maybe you made a trade for him, or thinking, yeah, he's going to be here, so I'll make a trade. He's going to show up for sure. Now you're stuck with him, and now he goes down as one of the worst picks of all time, even though you're justified in drafting him where he was. It's just because he didn't show up. Man, in fantasy, I cannot think of anything like this that uh, has happened. I guess back in the early days, Emmett Smith, but he held out only for like three weeks, and then he was back during the uh, dominant Cowboy runs. But for these holdouts, man, this is this has got to be number one on the all-time fantasy dud draft list here. Yeah, it's, I know. He went in the second round in uh... – uh, I'm trying to think. He went second round in both of my drafts. The other one's obviously an auction draft, so there's not really rounds. But yeah, I mean, you thought he was going to be back, and it is what it is. Hopefully, you handcuffed him with James Conner, yeah. or you really wasted a pick. And I was talking with you about that uh, earlier, and, and uh, during one of our flash briefings this week, and that gave an update on the situation that uh, Alexa users get. If you are in a keeper dynasty league, all is not lost with this because if you think of it, you can you have possession. If you can keep multiple players, you can have Le'Veon Bell. And like we said, if you handcuffed him with James Conner coming to this season, you're gonna have Conner. You have the potential of having two top five backs in your backfield to start the season off. You'd be in fantastic shape next year if uh, if that's the case in your league. Yeah, that worked out okay for you. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not working this year. Obviously, you'd want him this year, especially if you're trailing now in the standings or you're trying to make that playoff push, win the championship in your league. But long term, this this really could pay out for you. He could come out good on the uh, good end of this for the next maybe a couple of years, depending on their both the guys' health. Yeah, I mean, it's and that's that's the one big advantage to dynasty leagues or fantasy or, to, or keeper leagues. You know, because a couple, I'm I'm done basically yeah. in two of my leagues, and now, you know, I try to put in the best lineup just because I want to be competitive for the rest of the league. But there's just nothing there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a it's a year to year draft, so there's, yeah. there's nothing to do but pride at this point. Yeah, I gotta say too with the keeper leagues. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in the same position. One league, I'm like three and eight. I mean, it's just it's been a terrible. Or I'm like three and seven right now. It's been a terrible mix, and yeah, I, I drafted or I started trading for guys that you know maybe a guy needed a receiver. I'll give you my top receiver, but I'm looking for a keeper piece, and I got Joe Mixon in a trade, so I'm looking to keep him and add him to some of the younger pieces. So yeah, with keeper leagues, it's like you know the season is lost, but it's not all lost because you know you can you can try to build for the future, and make some trades that will actually make sense maybe down the road. Yeah, I mean, you, you you can at least try to do something or pick somebody up on waiver wires, right? I mean, yeah. it just, yeah, <laughs> just playing for pride, baby. And then the other thing <laughs> happened with the Saints. Dez Bryant, I think it was like close to the end of practice, tears his Achilles after I said, yeah, go get him. He's going to put up some points in that offense. And 
No, he it's two practices and he's done for the year. They've signed Brandon Marshall, the Saints offense, and they really, you know, looking into it, yeah, they they have a fantastic record. They're putting up points. Michael Thomas is getting all the all these catches as well as Kamara, but they don't have a true number two wide receiver. I mean, they last week uh, they basically it was the Thomas show and no one else, no number two. So with Brandon Marshall now coming in to replace Des Bryant. At the Saints, uh, you know, that could be some fantasy production for you here coming up in the next couple weeks. Yeah, keep your eye on Brandon Marshall. I know a lot of people have been dropping Smith because they didn't oh. really look at him last week. But, yeah. uh, man, that Saints, that Saints offense is something right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's something. But, you know, if we go by the old traditional thinking, they don't have a number two receiver right now, which is surprising. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Ben Watson has had a has – had, uh, a nice run the past few weeks. I mean, yeah. he's he's more of the number two receiver right now than yeah. any of the actual receivers. Exactly. At, at tight end too, and you know Watson's been so up and down in the in his career in New Orleans. It's it's surprising, uh, you know that that he is up there now. So, yep, some couple but, of things to look on there. But here, this is just interesting to me because I know we're jumping the gun a little bit. But Michael Thomas in the last four weeks, Michael Thomas has thirty eight targets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the next closest wide receiver is Traquan Smith, who has 13 targets. That's the last four weeks. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think he had any uh, last week for Smith. I mean, it was – I don't think he tar- – did he target him even once? I know he had no receptions. I, I can't even remember him getting the ball his way. Yeah, I mean, Kamara's <laughs> got 20 targets. He's. I mean, yes. he is the – number two receiver right now on that team. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, there was one game this year that he had 20 targets in a game and he had 15 receptions for Kamara. So, I mean, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, no, it really is. Yeah, no, uh, Smith had zero targets last week. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're rolling along. I'm not, you're not going to lose any sleep with the saints offense, but yes, if you need Brandon Marshall, there could be a pickup there. Uh, let's see. Cooper cup also going to be out for the Rams. So, there you go with those receivers. Once again, you can mix them up. Uh, which one you want to pick up? It depends, I guess, on who you feel that week. But uh, obviously, you got Domain two now with uh, Woods and Cooks. So they're still going to put up the numbers. But uh, there's another hole in the Rams, and maybe a wide receiver you need for production. Uh, you can pick one of their their uh, guys up. In case you're interested, uh, a gentleman named Keith Kirkwood had two targets. He was the he was the uh, most targeted receiver, not named Michael Thomas last week when in the Saints game. Keith Kirkwood. So keep that <laughs> mind, and yeah, Keith Kirkwood. So there you go with <laughs> the Saints issues. Exactly, some guy they picked up off the street was playing number two. If, if Keith Kirkwood has a huge game against Philly on Sunday, I'm going to be like, ah, I, 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 I mentioned knew it. <laughs> yep, knew it the whole time. So there you go. Todd said, uh, you know, cut anyone on your team for Keith Kirkwood. Just. If you got Thielen, Diggs, Julio, you know, any of those guys, cut them for Keith Kirkwood. Keith Kirkwood, everybody. He's going to put up huge numbers this week. Well, heading into week 11, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six teams on the bye, including the Bills, Browns, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, Niners. You know, you're Patriots. You're missing Brady and uh, James White, who's been uh, a fantasy monster here, kind of quiet last week, but, uh, you know, he's been putting up some big numbers. Uh, Nick Chubb is on by, let's see, uh, the Bills. <laughs> uh, they showed up last week, but now we don't get to talk about them because they're on the bye and the Jets and 49ers. So, I mean, fantasy-wise, it's kind of 50-50 this week on if you're actually going to miss these guys or not. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Buffalo does with Barkley going forward. I mean, LaShawn McCoy had a nice game last week, but they're on the yeah. bye, so we'll we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, you can't blast them this week. We can blast the Jets, though, because that was pathetic. Nothing to blast. They housed the Jets last week. Yes, yeah. So when we get to the Jets, oh, we're going to have a fun time. We'll start off. Bye, too. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we'll start off Thursday nighter, Packers and Seahawks and Seattle. And, uh, you know, Rodgers, I don't know, the last couple weeks just, I, I mean, it doesn't look like he's got... I don't know if he's just missing guys or because of the young receiving core, but he's, you know, there's there's something that seems just a little off right now. Maybe he gets it back tonight. I I, I don't know, but uh, with Randall Cobb out, you got the young receiving core once again going to go at it, and it was nice to see Aaron Jones, I guess, break out last week, wasn't it? Oh man, I've been I've been singing his praises all year. I've been waiting for it. Uh, I've been playing him as my number two uh, running back in one of my leagues, and. And he's been he's been decent, but last week was what I was expecting to see out of him. Um, interesting tonight. I, if I'm the Packers, I, I try to set the tone with Aaron Jones. Uh, like you said, Cobb's out. Uh, I still like Old Scantling. He's yep. he's definitely the number two. He can stretch the field. Um, so I, I think I think if you if you need a third receiver this week, uh, Valdez Scantling is a guy you want to play. I have an issue where. I have Adam Thielen, and I know he's questionable right yeah. now, and he plays Sunday night. So I'm trying to decide, do I play Valdez Scantling tonight over Thielen? Just in case Thielen doesn't play Sunday night, so I don't know what I'm going to do because I really don't want to get a zero hung on me when <laughs> Sunday night rolls around if he doesn't play. Exactly. And that Seahawks defense, I mean, they've, they, they're not the Seahawks' dominant defense of years past, but they've been pretty decent the last couple weeks. Yeah, they gave up some big points to the Rams, but – it's the Rams, but uh, yeah, I think with MVS as they call him around here, he, he he can put up a pretty decent game against the Seattle squad. And you know, Randall Cobb's time—it looks like it's you know with the injuries, the contract, everything. I I think uh, we you know it's it's running out, and yeah, they probably want to get these young guys in there to uh, see what what they can do, and they're proving they can hang in there. Yeah, and you know, for the for the Seahawks, Mike Davis, uh, you know, Carson's. Carson's playing tonight. Yep. He only had, I believe, eight carries last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's tough with the running back by committee. You got Davis, you got Carson, you got Penny. Um, you know, but Mike Davis, I think, is maybe worth a play tonight. He's had a decent four weeks. And um, here's what you got to look at: if you look at the Thursday night football games, <laughs> I believe the stat is the home team is eight and two. I believe is what the stat is. Okay. Um, Green Bay is obviously flying to the West Coast. I, this is going to be a difficult game for Green Bay, and and right now the road teams have not done well. I mean, heck, look at the Panthers last week just getting crushed. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. I would have never jumped that would have happened. No. So, if if it follows the trend of recent Thursday night games, you may have Seattle running the ball a lot in the second half if they get a big lead. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but it may be worth playing one of the Seahawks running backs tonight. Also for the Seahawks, Doug Baldwin, he uh, said he's over his knee issue, so apparently he's the healthiest he's been all season. So that might help you out as well if you're waiting for Doug Baldwin, who was, I, I don't know, a lot of the books, a lot of the guides in the preseason had him in the top 10 wide receivers. So hopefully uh, if you're a Baldwin owner, he actually pays off for you here soon. And the secondary for the Packers has been prone to give up some big plays as well. So maybe even Tyler Lockett as a, as a third guy if you have some uh, bye week issues.
All right, on to Sunday games. We'll start off Bengals and Ravens. And I saw this note. A.J. Green might actually play on Sunday, despite the earlier reports that said he's going to be out two weeks. Coach Marvin Lewis said, hey, he's he's hopeful to have him back on Sunday, and that would be a huge boost to them as they, uh, they're they struggling. They're firing coordinators after this team was putting up some points, and yeah, well, now they're not. Well, they're going to have a tough test coming up Sunday against that Ravens defense. Yeah, no, I mean, I still like, obviously, they had a terrible week last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I still like Tyler Boyd. I think you're starting him pretty much every week if you have him on your team. But I would continue to play Boyd. Uh, do we know if Flack was playing for Baltimore yet or not? Has that been decided? It hasn't. I think, Jax, I think since they're in transition time for the most part, I mean, I know they're right there hovering around 500. I think Jackson, though, is going to get the start in this one from what I'm, I'm – the tea leaves I'm reading is, you know, they want to see what Jackson's got – and with the Flacco contract, I believe it's up at the end of the year. I I think it might be Lamar Jackson time in Baltimore. Yeah, I know that Flacco did not practice Wednesday because of his hip. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course Harbaugh was like, "Well, he doesn't have to practice to play," kind of like a yeah. Rodgers scenario, yeah. right? But yeah. I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Lamar Jackson is exciting. I'm I'm kind of curious to see him play. Yeah, it would be great to see what happens there in that one. So there you go, Bengals and Ravens coming up on uh, Sunday afternoon. Up next, well, some points maybe will be scored in this one, hopefully by the Falcons because I've got a lot of Falcons. Uh, Cowboys at the Falcons coming up on Sunday. And uh, i got to say for the Cowboys, they they got Amari Cooper from the Raiders, and they're trying to get him involved in the offense. He's seen a lot more targets. I think he's seen maybe more targets so far with the Cowboys than he did uh, for like at least three or four game stretch with the Raiders. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 a Cooper owner. I'm going to play him against Atlanta because Atlanta has given up some yards through the air. Uh, Dak Prescott might be a good play for you this week. I know he is on some waiver wires. Yeah. It's maybe if you have a a Brady uh, on a bye or something like that, or maybe you have a Flacco as your quarterback. Yeah, uh, Dak Prescott could be an option for you. But I have to tell you, I had a four percent chance of winning my game. Okay, going into Sunday night, four percent chance. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I was going to say, you you had Zeke as that point four, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, and I won. So, uh, Zeke Elliott, huge game. I look for him to just be another monster against the Atlanta defense this week. Yeah, he should put it up. And, hey, Julio Jones finding the end zone again. I think he's got two touchdowns now on the year. Boy, if he keeps this up, he'll break last year's pace of three. I mean. Now, I have to say, they did last week what I thought they were going to do in Washington. They were outdoors in Cleveland. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen in Washington. Um, yeah. But I, I thought they had fixed it. But that was that was a bad loss for the uh, the Falcons team. I get the Browns aren't the same team as the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you yeah. can't, uh, for me, that's a game they need to win. I mean, I, I'm playing... I'm playing all the big-name Falcons, obviously. They're back in the Dome. They, they yep. should put some points on the scoreboard. So that, that should help them out. Now, this game coming up next, Buccaneers and Giants. I'm trying to think, is there going to be a lot of points scored in this one? Or, I mean, both defenses are, are not good at all. But I don't know. The Buccaneers offense, what happened last week against Washington? Well, and... I thought Washington would put a lot of points up on, yeah. on Tampa. I, I never dreamt that would be a low-scoring game, um, but they just did it. I, I I think that you you go with your – for me, for Tampa, I mean, I'm playing Mike Evans. I'm an O.J. Howard owner. I'm obviously playing him. But other than that, there's nobody I feel great about. Adam Humphreys is a guy that 
you could take a flyer on that's probably out yeah. on the waiver wire if you need a third receiver this week. Um, you know, he's seen 30 targets in the past four weeks, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, you know, you think it's going to be a shootout, but then again, I thought uh, it was going to be a shootout against Washington last week too. Yeah, and I mean, with the Buccaneers, they have that uh, Bermuda Triangle of receivers. You have Deshaun Jackson, Goodwin, and uh, Humphreys. You don't know which one to pick from week to week. It's been Humphreys, I guess, the last two weeks technically is that you know that third option or out of the three to pick from has put up the most points besides Evans. But it, it's it's uh, it's almost a headache. It's almost like a Denver running back situation back when the Shanahan's were uh, coaching. It's like who who are they going to go with this week? Yeah, no question. And for me, you're you know you're playing the Giants. You would always play. I am playing Sterling Shepard this week. Okay. I know he didn't do much against San Francisco on Monday night. He had the game-winning touchdown, but but stats-wise, he he did not have a great game. Uh, but I, I think against the Tampa defense, I'm optimistic the Giants will score more than Washington did. So I'm I'm going to put Sterling Shepard in there just because of the 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 Tampa defense for the year. If that makes yeah. sense. Saquon Barkley have two or three touchdowns in this game? Uh, he'll have two. Okay. That's, yeah, I'm on that. Probably about, he'll probably have about 100 yards receiving and 100 yards rushing. I guess he'll have, it looks like he's on pace for 1,000 yards in both. So, I mean, that, uh, amazing rookie season. And for all those that had the foresight to draft him, and if you took him high, especially in old keeper league drafts, he went number one in my our draft. But, uh, yeah, congratulations on Saquon. He's 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 turning out to be everything that we thought he would be. He should have a nice week this week. <laughs> yes, he should. Thank you, Buccaneers. Steelers at the Jaguars. As we start, of course, we always say start your Steelers. This Jaguars defense, man, I th- I gave that hot tip last week. Pick up this defense; they might be good. You know, coming off a bye, not so much. I mean, they gave up I think twenty six points against the Colts. So I mean. They're they're not this dominant defense that we thought they were going to be coming into the season anymore, and and they're giving up points. And well, they've got the Steelers, even though it's in Jacksonville this week. It's uh, Steelers, I think, are going to have their way with them. Well, here's the thing: I don't. I, I, it always baffles me. All 29 points they gave up last week was in the first half. They That's actually right. hold. Yeah. They you know they shut them out in the second half. You can say okay, maybe the Colts got conservative. Mm-hmm. Conservative, who knows? But how do you come off a bye week? I don't give up 29 points in the first half. I'll just never understand yeah. that. I, for me, this game is a sneaky game because Jacksonville always plays Pittsburgh tough. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. You know, going back so, to the playoff game last year too. Yeah, I, I, I almost forgot about that factor. That caveat of this as well. And this was kind of Jacksonville's last stand at three and six. I mean, they. This is about as must win as it gets for a team if you want to have any hopes mm-hmm. of making the playoffs. It's a long shot, but. Um, you know, I still, I, I still say play your Pittsburgh players. Um, just don't think they're going to score 52 like they did against Carolina on Thursday yeah. night last week. Yeah, a couple touchdowns within uh, like 14 seconds span. Uh, yeah, that probably not going to happen too much. But for the Jaguars, if you're a Leonard Fournette owner, that was encouraging to see. They were feeding him the ball, and uh, he got some numbers last week. So I think it what, was 25 or 26 carries. So, I mean, he was getting the ball, and uh, that's good to see if you're a Fournette owner. You've been waiting all this time for him to break out, and it looks like the Jaguars are not going to steer away from him. Yeah, and that's you know that's why if I'm at Pittsburgh, I'm not not thinking I'm going in for a cakewalk. I don't think they ever would. But mm-hmm. uh, somebody you, wanna, you might want to look at, uh, Dante Moncrief had the big 80-yard touchdown last week. 
Uh, he's going to be one of those feast or famine guys where he could have a solid week for you like he did last year or last week. Um, again, if you need a third receiver and you need to take a flyer, I see Dante Moncrief out on a lot of waiver wires. Up next, we have the Texans taking on the Redskins. Texans coming off the bye week uh, as they uh, get back into it here with Deshaun Watson back on the field, Demarius Thomas, and, of course, DeAndre Hopkins. So they're they're looking pretty well set up. The Redskins, again, uh, you know, offensively kind of a, you know, we thought they put up more points against the Buccaneers. I don't know uh, if, they're, if their offense is hitting that plateau. You know, it always seems like Alex Smith has a plateau every year. He started off so awesome last year in Kansas City. People were saying, oh, he's an MVP candidate. But then as the season went on, that offense started to stale out. I'm kind of seeing some of that in Washington right now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I talked about Maurice Harris last week. And for me, I mean, he had a, he had a disappointing week. He, he, but he led, the, the, he led Washington in receiving yards, right? Yeah. He had five targets, five. He cut all five of his targets, 52 yards. Um, Again, if you need a third receiver this week, Maurice Harris, I feel like is a, a, a decent play for you. But um, I mean, with Alex Smith back there, I have to agree with you. I just I, you see why Kansas City said, "Okay, we're going to move on from him." Yeah, it just seems like every year. I mean, he starts off great, you know, has some good stretches, but then as we get here in the meet, middle of the season, yeah, it's kind of kind of rough. And Adrian Peterson as well. He's He's limited in practice, but he's going to play. This is kind of the schedule he's been on. He says he's 100% healthy, the best he's been all season. They all say that. But, uh, yeah, he's going to play Sunday. So in case you got the notification that he's questionable for Sunday, that's the reason why they're just holding him out of practice, getting him healthier. So he's going to give it a go coming up Sunday against the uh, Texans. Well, up next we've got the Titans and Colts, a big AFC South battle, and the Titans. <laughs> After we said Deion Lewis is the back to have in this backfield, he's going to get all the carries. He's going to get all the touchdowns. Here comes Derrick Henry again. I guess we're going to give him some carries as well, and then he gets two touchdowns out of it to screw up all of our philosophy on the Titans' backfield. <laughs> well, we talked about Corey Davis last week, and he yeah, – uh, and I was wrong about that one as well. So, Well, we said, you know, this is a guy you may want to pick up. and. and yeah. He's definitely got a big game in him before the, the season is up. He Well, the big game was last week, and I know I snatched him up off of uh, the waiver wire. Well, good job not listening to me. I mean, he's just got way too much talent to not, especially if you're in a keeper league, to give up on him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like him in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Corey Davis is on your waiver wire, I would say grab him, go out there and get him. Yeah, and, uh, come, you know, for the Colts thing, I mean, their offensive line – it's been the story. They've been pretty solid. They've been waiting to have a good offensive line, and, uh, well, they're pounding the ball now with Mack at running back. You know, he was a little slow last week. You know, didn't have the huge game as you thought as they were coming off a bye. But, uh, you know, the Col- Colts offense keeps on running along, and, a man, er- Eric Ebron, I mean, <laughs> if you saw that coming in the preseason, he, you know, he would have been top three tight ends picked. He almost has as many touchdowns in Indy this year as he did his whole, what, four-year career in Detroit. Yeah, and, you know, that's what they kept uh, they kept waiting on in Detroit, and it just never happened. And then they, now he's bringing it big time in Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems like he's almost the number one target almost. I mean, yeah, you still got T.Y. Hilton uh, on the other side, but, uh, man, Ebron's really getting the catches, and he's he's finding the end zone. Well, yeah, he, even, he had a rushing touchdown last that's week. That's right. They ridiculous, had him in, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean – 
They'll line them up yeah. anywhere. So, yeah, so there you go, Colts, Titans, play them all or not. <laughs> we <laughs> don't take my advice on Corey Davis ever again for the rest of the year. I like Corey Davis this week. Yes, he should have a good one. We got Panthers and the Lions. The Lions note here, Marvin Jones still not practicing, was held out yet again today, had that knee issue at the end of the game against the Bears, and he's definitely going to be a game-time decision uh, coming up against the Panthers. So that means uh, if you have Kenny Galladay, hopefully he'll have a huge game for you because I don't know who else Stafford will throw to uh, next to, to against the Panthers. Yeah, no, I mean – Detroit's defense has been atrocious. So obviously, you're you're playing any Panthers you're going to own. Um, for Detroit, I just don't even know what to make of them. To be honest, yeah. I, I guess I think they're going to be playing catch up again, and just they have not looked good this entire year. Yeah, they they've had spurts where they look decent. I mean, they did have the win against the Patriots, but I don't. Yeah, the that Bears game was. Difficult. I mean, I I recently traded for Karen Johnson, and I was happy with the production I got out of him. I mean, he had uh, what two touchdowns in that game against the Bears. So I mean, he's he's getting the ball. It's nice to see that factor, I guess. As I'm being selfish, but as a team, man, it's been rough to see them. And the Panthers, yeah, they're coming off that tough loss against the Steelers. But again, you got Christian McCaffrey. If you guys have him as a you know, on your team, congratulations, because you got another guy that's one of these big PPR monsters and running back monsters in your league. You know, and, and Theo Reddick is a guy for Detroit where if you have a buy issue and, and you just don't like the guys on your bench, you could play as a flex. Um, he's not really going to run the ball. I think he, he's getting a handful of carries all year, but he's, he's basically, you know, a, a receiver out of the backfield. He had six catches on seven targets last week. He had seven catches on eight targets the week before. So they're definitely looking for him. So if you if you need somebody and you're you're not loving what you have on your bench, I'm guessing you get Theo Reddick off the uh, waiver wire. Then we've got the uh, late afternoon games on Sunday. We've got the Broncos coming off the bye week. They are against the Chargers. And for the Broncos, they're going to have uh, Royce Freeman. Looks like he's on track to return Sunday to confuse that uh, backfield up with Denver with Philip Lindsley up. And this note on the Chargers, you know, the most yards per play, they've been uh, keeping this stat since 1970 for teams, most yards per play in a season. The 2000 Rams, they're, they're number one with 6.98 yards. Then you got three teams all from this year after that. So you got the Chiefs from this year at 6.95. You got the Rams at 6.91 yards per play. But then you have the Chargers at 6.90 yards per game. I, I've been sleeping on this Chargers offense. I didn't know they were doing that good in the historical context of things where all-time they're the fourth most yards per play on offense since uh, they merged the league together. So I, I didn't know the Chargers were doing that kind of thing, but, man, they're, they, they're sneaking up on me, I mean, with their different options. I know Melvin Gordon's had the huge year, but with all the other receivers and whatnot, it, I've been sleeping on this Chargers offense. Yeah, I mean, you play your your big three, obviously. I, you know, if I have Tyrell Williams, I'm still playing him right now because he just seems like he's been ripping off uh, some big touchdown catches. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Chargers should just keep humming along. They've they've been a solid team all year. I've seen a lot of people give up on Mike Williams. I've seen him on waiver wires, you know, getting frustrated because Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, 
They're getting the love. I still think there's a role for Mike Williams in this offense. I still think he'll have a game or two that are, have a pretty decent breakout. So if he's out there, maybe take a gander on him. Uh, Broncos receivers, I, I don't know. I, they're finding out Case Keenum is Case Keenum. I guess they're coming off the bye week. Maybe they have a little renewed energy. I don't know. But, yeah, it's you know, Manuel Sanders or Bust, I think, in that Broncos receiving core. If there's anyone, I guess – I mean, that's that's what I'm at with them. Yep, Sanders and Lindsey are the only two Broncos I'm even considering playing if I own Broncos. <laughs> All right, and that leads us to this piece of crap game. Uh, speaking of guys you don't want, it's the Raiders. <laughs> and they are taking on the Cardinals. But <laughs> at least with the Cardinals... Ever since the offensive coordinator change, things have been getting a little better uh, fantasy-wise on that offense with David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, imagine this. It took an offensive coordinator change to figure out maybe we should feature these guys, and that's what they're doing, and, you know, they're having some success on offense. And, I mean, they held their own against Kansas City last week, so go Cardinals, the Raiders. Man, I I picked up the Cardinals' defense for this matchup because the Raiders are – God awful. Yeah, you know, Ricky Seals Jones is a tight end you could grab if you uh if you have a tight end that's on uh bye week this week. I know he's available on a lot of waiver wires, but uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm definitely putting him in my lineup. I'm, and Johnson's a no-brainer, but uh, you know, Oakland's defense looked a lot better last week against the Chargers. I still haven't seen enough out of them to not want to play my Cardinals. I mean, and again, I'm only playing my stud Cardinals, but it just doesn't seem like this is going to be a game a lot of people are going to want to be tuned into. I didn't hear you mention anything about that Raiders offense. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe Doug Martin, if you absolutely yeah. have to, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I cannot believe how terrible they've been on offense. It's I, maybe this is going to maybe this is a Buffalo Bills situation where they've been so terrible all year, this might be the game they break out and they put up 30. I, I don't know. Maybe they do that this game, but they're not showing any signs of any offensive continuity, nothing. I mean, the, the stats from last week's game, I'm sorry if you had to play any Raiders last week. If you were forced into it or thought maybe it'd be a good pickup, man, they were god-awful. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, pick up Arizona's defense and play them if you uh, if they're available. All right, we got Eagles and Saints up next. The uh, Saints, they keep humming along on offense. Uh, they, they just they keep it going. And now we did say, yeah, it looks like, you know, maybe with the adding of Marshall here, he might get more involved in the offense to be a number two receiver for him. But, uh, you know, this is a pretty good matchup. Eagles and Saints, uh, fantasy-wise as well, should be putting up some points, especially Eagles as well against that Saints D. Question for you. Do you remember the, the receiver I mentioned at the start of the uh, podcast for the Saints? What's his name again? Kirkwood? <laughs> you remember. Hey. Good job. Keith Kirkwood. Yeah. <laughs> start him. Get him in your life. Yeah. Get him in there right now. Um, I mean, you're, you know which Saints you're playing. I mean, there's, it, there's, well, there's yeah, no Keith secrets Kirkwood. there. You're, you're obviously playing all your Saints. As far as Philadelphia goes, look, I really like Josh Adams. Yeah. And, of course, the coach comes out, Peterson came out this weekend. He's going to get more touches. Well, you know what? We've heard that a lot. Uh, I stay away from all of the running backs for Philadelphia right now, because you don't know who's going to get the carries out of those three guys. Mm -hmm. I I don't think any of them are unfortunately going to do enough to, 
to make it worth your while. Um, otherwise, you know, Nelson Aguilar had a nice game last week. It looks like Wentz is finally not mad at him anymore. Yeah. Uh, so he definitely is worth a play against the Saints. And, and uh, otherwise, you know who you're starting from the Eagles. I got to ask you about Golden Tate. He only had that one reception last week. I, I, you know, it's hard for a guy to come over, learn a new playbook and all that stuff. But I would thought he would have had more I more involved. I, I guess maybe it was just, you know, it was a week. It, or, you know, they just got him, and it's recent. But I he, I would hope they get him more involved than, than that the rest of the year, especially if you're a Tate owner and you're hoping for some decent things. But it is a crowded wide receiver core he just moved into uh, when he left. Well, well kind of. Thinking about Detroit, I mean, they had two or three options there. So, I mean, it's kind of almost like the same situation here, but you would think he'd, he'd get some looks. Yeah, I mean, there's no question Zach Ertz is Wentz's favorite target. I mean, you just go back and look at the targets, look at the games. Ertz is Wentz's guy. Um, you know, the problem with Tate is then you also, like you said, you have Jeffrey, you have Aguilar. Uh, I mean, you even have Jordan Matthews. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's. Yeah, maybe it was the first week, but I just don't look for Golden Tate to have huge numbers when you have that many receivers that you could throw to. And I mean, Zach Ertz was targeted 16 times last week. I mean, that is Wentz's guy. That's who yeah. he's going to go to if he has the opportunity. So there's Eagles and Saints for you. Late afternoon game. Then the Sunday nighter, Vikings taking on the Bears. They'll travel to Chicago, and this Bears offense, man, they just. They keep it going. Mitchell Trubisky looking pretty good again last week. And uh, Allen Robinson, that I saw him out on a lot of waiver wires, and he's been a popular pickup this week. And I, it looks like, you know, looking at the game-by-game progress ever since coming back from the injury, yeah, his you know, everything's going up for him. So that could be a steal if you got Allen Robinson this week. Now, would you play Trubisky this week against the Vikings? I would. Because the Vikings okay. Vikings defense does give up quite a few pass yards. They're, they're stout against the run, but through the air, as the Rams proved earlier, they they can give up some passing yards. And I think, you know, the Bears could have some success, especially if they get Tariq Cohen involved out of the backfield. Vikings sometimes have trouble covering those kinds of players. It's quick players out of the backfield sneak on by whatnot, you know, maybe Gabriel has a big game for the Bears, you know, the slot guys, you know, that could be a big game. Anthony Miller, who has really come on for the Bears as well. I mean, he, he, I thought for sure it was going to be uh, Gabriel, the guy to own as the secondary Bears receiver. No, now it's, it's Miller and he's really, he's really come on the last couple of weeks. Well, and it seems like, it seems like for the Vikings, everybody's saying Thielen should be okay to play. Yeah, that's. Um, but the, it's 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 kind of concerning because they're coming off the bye week, and he he was dealing with the back deal, but now they say there's a calf injury involved with this as well that's limiting him. So that is kind of concerning because you are coming off a rest week, you're for the most part, and he's still limited in practice. So I, Diggs will play. He was a little limited too, but the Thielen thing that that kind of does concern me a little bit. Well, I mean, I guess what do you do? Do you pick up a maybe a a Ram or a Chief or maybe an Aldrich Robinson or something like that. My situation is you just don't want to get to Sunday night and not have any other options and, and take the goose egg. Then I think you just you get somebody from the Monday night game. That that would be my suggestion, just to delay it a little bit. Because I, I think in that Monday night game you're gonna have all hands on deck. I think you I think you're gonna have a lot better options in that game of getting points. 
than any of the other Sunday matchups of grabbing somebody if you're in that scenario. So I think you grab, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, Spencer. A Josh Reynolds or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Someone like that in, in that matchup because then, you know, Monday night, you know, points are going to be coming off the board. That's what we're expecting at least. But I think you have the best option for somebody to, you know, somewhat blow up in that game and maybe pay off for you in a boom-bust situation. And basically that's what it is. All right, there you go. Adam Thielen owners, make sure you go out <laughs> and uh, get yourself Josh Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, get him. Safety net. Get him now. So, yeah, you got that. Uh, also for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, he's going to be, you know, looks like the most time he's going to get so far from coming off the hamstring injury this season uh, will be featured in this one as well. So there you go, Vikings, Bears, Jordan Howard as well for the Bears. He'll continue to get looks back there. So they'll split the backfield with him and Cohen. So, should be a decent fantasy game Sunday night for him. And then here we go, Monday night, the big one we've been waiting for, Chiefs and Rams. We're expecting points. This has got to be the biggest uh, points of the year, are they? From our, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, from our friends you know out in Ve- you know. Vegas, is this the biggest uh, points for teams oh, that's this a good, year? That's a good question. Let me take a little peek here yeah. and let you know. I, I got to think. It was the Saints game earlier that went yep. around. I think that was Saints Rams, but I think with Rams and Chiefs, I would have to say that number's around oh, 70. Wow. Yeah, this is the highest of the year, 63. 63, okay, so 63, we're looking to score more than 63 or under. 63. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Al Michaels doing the broadcast, he'd be like, 63 is a number a lot of people are interested yes. in tonight. <laughs> I love that Al caveat. Yes, that that's always fantastic when you know when they're coming down towards the end of the game. He always likes to uh, get that in there just to tweak the NFL a little bit. And uh, Well, and a nice thing, I mean, for fantasy owners, a lot of players had said that if they would have played this game in Mexico City, they would have considered sitting the game out for safety issues. Can you imagine mm-hmm. oh, that, that you get to Monday night and some of the biggest fantasy names end up not playing because the field is in such bad shape? I mean, that would have yeah. been that would have been a really tough decision for fantasy owners going into that Monday night game. So, I, you know, again, I I know there's some logistical problems and there's some fans that are upset, but I think the NFL made the right move moving the game to to LA. Well, they're not going to be upset if uh, you know they put up. Todd Gurley puts up like three touchdowns and doesn't blow out a knee. I mean, they'll be happy with that fantasy-wise. And, yeah, and this one, like you said, Josh Reynolds, pick him up, right? Yeah, if you're an, well, if you're an Adam Thielen owner. I mean, yeah. I, I think I pick up Reynolds because you just don't want to get jammed up on Sunday night if he ends up for some reason not playing and have to take the zero. I mean, yeah. at least Reynolds is, is going to be better than nobody playing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you can look for that. But, obviously, the Chiefs-Rams, they're going to put up points. They Well, we're expecting them to. Maybe we're overhyping it a little bit, but, man, this is going to be a fantastic matchup, and they're both going to go into bye weeks next week as well. So, I mean, they're we're putting up some numbers this week. I mean, what do you think in this one? Well, overall, who do you think is going to have the huge performance in this one? Well, I think everybody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be, and you know, the Chiefs' defense has looked a little better uh, the past few weeks. I mean, I, it's not quite the way it looked in in that Sunday night New England game. But I look for this just to be a, just a shootout. Um, you know, the Rams' defense continues to give up quite a few points. I mean, other than other than that San Francisco game where they they held them to ten points. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Packers, Saints, Seattle—the lowest points 
total from any of those teams were, you know, was the Packers scoring 27. So yep. I look for Kansas City to score at least 30 points. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the Rams, I look for the Rams to, to put up their usual 30-something points. I just I think it's going to be very much like that Kansas City-New England Sunday night game was. I think it's going to be, if you like offense, I think it's going to be a blast to watch. And, and you're playing everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. Woods and Cook, you know, Cooks for the Rams. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I know, is questionable, but I would probably even have Sammy Watkins in the game if I'm a Sammy Watkins owner just because I do think it's just going to be a track meet. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to have Mahomes and Goff. They're going to put up huge numbers as well. So, I mean, this is this has got the makings of being one of those big scoring games that we love in fantasy. And it's a Monday nighter, which means a lot of teams, a lot of games for owners are going to be decided on this Monday nighter. And, uh, well, there's going to be a lot of options for you. Even if you're down in points going into Monday night, you got a chance to win. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I know I have Kareem Hunt, I have Robert Woods. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun game to watch. All right, so there's a rundown of Week 11 and what's all on the docket. Should be another good one, and hopefully it's helping you get to your push in the seedings for the fantasy playoffs as they're just right around the corner here in a couple weeks. So here we are. I mean, this is the prime stretch. This is what we live for, right? This is it. Well, unless you're like me and you're, <laughs> you've lost your last four weeks. <laughs> Hey, it's no, what we live I, for I tanking first place in one of my leagues. So yep. it's, it's okay. I'm not completely down and out. That's why, that's why we play in multiple leagues, right? If you're <laughs> fucking one of them. Maybe you're going to be okay in another. That's yes. If you only play in one league, you're not living because you got to live. You got to do three because that way you can say, yeah, I'm terrible in this league, but in this one, this is this is the right. one. I, this is the one I'm actually focused on. This year, this year, that league is that's like my secondary league. Exactly, and three is about right. I did five leagues one year, and that was just too much. Okay, yeah, I, I've kept it at three. I've expanded here. I I was always a one league guy, but then I got into two, and then three happened. And yeah, at three, I'm like, oh, okay. Of course, the dream is to win all three of them. I I've been <laughs> I've been lucky. I've I've won one each year that I've been in not you know so for three years I've won one of the leagues yeah the goal is to win the triple crown but I that ain't happening this year no no the, the one the, league that I'm good in is the league that is always my number one league so I'm I'm pleased with that a higher participation fee in that one uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all for fun what are you talking about exactly exactly we're all having a good time here but some of those <laughs> you have a little more fun in yeah, there's Just there's a little more fun at the end of the year yeah. if you do well in this league. And it's the auction league, which I really – and this is why I like the auction league because, look, I mean, people – I know people are like, well, it doesn't really matter where I draft on draft day. I, I absolutely think it does. Um, and the nice thing about auction league is you can, you can have any player you want if you're willing to pay for them. And that's, that's why I really enjoy it so much. So – you know, if you're looking to change your league up next year or do something different, think about an auction league. It, it's a ton of fun, I promise you. You know what? I might go I, – I might want to play in an auction league next year. And going to the draft for an auction league, I think I would dress up as the great 80s wrestler, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and I would say, <laughs> everybody's got a price. <laughs> money, 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 money. Yeah, spend it all on everyone. So <laughs> – that's my plan. But that's for the next fun time. thing about a dynasty league. You know, it's it's a keeper league. It's an auction league. 
it's just it's more involved and yes it takes a little more time but it's also you know you can you can make a few more things happen whenever you you control whoever you get on your team all right, so we'll wrap it up for this week. Again, you can always find us, Draft That Guy on Twitter. We'll answer your questions. We don't bite, and sometimes we have some funny things on there. Uh, again, that's sometimes. So check it out, Draft That Guy. <laughs> no promises. Draft That Guy on Twitter. We're always there for you. And, of course, the flash briefings as well. You can check those out, Alexa users. So get signed up for those as well. And good luck week 11 as we're right here during the home stretch. I'm PJ over there once again. We've got... I am Todd. You have a super fine weekend. Follow us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. This is the Fantasy Football Zone.